Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. <clears throat> I'm your sick host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me is my healthy, healthy co-host, Joylan Davis. Say hi, Joylan. Hey, everybody. Do you hear his voice? The, smooth, <laughs> the smoothness of it. It's not rough. <clears throat> you, you can sleep on a pillow made of his voice. <laughs> it is that smooth. <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> this is actually going to be the last episode of 2021. Yep. I mean, that's, that's hard to believe. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's gone by pretty quick. I mean, yeah. From when I, when, when I started, you know, from when I joined as the co-host, it's, it's like flown by. I can't believe this yeah. is the last episode of the year. And we have done an average of, of two shows every week. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, like last week we only had one because I mean, I was sicker than what I am now. Right now I just got this tickle in my throat that just does not want to seem to want to go away. Um, but of course last week though, I mean, last Monday, I mean, I was actually, Bleh. yeah, <clears throat> I couldn't do anything. And before that though, we've had, it's usually two episodes a week. Uh, sometimes we've had three and I know there's at least one week we had four. And so average in about two a week. So, but yes, it has been fun. It has been real and it's been real fun. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, before we really got started, I am going to definitely give a shout out to the J and J talk show. Uh, oh, by the way, they are changing their name to the Jay and Trey talk show. It was one of their, uh, one of their co-hosts is actually named Trey. And he joined the show from what I gather, he joined the show later with Jay and Jay already on there to Justin and Jake. And apparently there was another guy named Justin, but the other Justin is no longer there. And I could be, uh, off on some of this, but either way, Trey joined just to kind of help fill in. And then now he's become a permanent member. So now they're in. <clears throat> out of respect for him they're actually going to continue to jay and trey cool. cool but they gave us a couple shout outs this morning thank you guys and, thank you very much yep and i guess we <clears throat> we were an inspiration for them to actually get on more audio platforms which is fantastic because before that of course they do live stream on youtube but they also loaded they were loading up on spotify um now they are also on apple Podcasts. they're also on google Podcasts. And I'm pretty sure they're going to want to start adding some more as well. But they said we inspired them to do that, you know, but I'm going to give the, the favor back because just seeing their video, it, it's also inspired Joylan and myself. This is going to be the last episode where we are audio only starting with the, the new year. We're also going to be uploading to YouTube. Yep. So all those who have no idea what would look like, well, it ain't that yep. pretty. But you're going to see it anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, now you get to see our pretty faces at least twice a week. <laughs> <clears throat> and you may say, those voices, that smooth voice does not match that face. <laughs> so, you know, the voice is like a pillow. But face is like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we do have, we still have a sense of humor no matter what. Yep. Uh, and that that's something that will never change because we have been making each other laugh now for over 30 years. And yeah, you know, um, cause even when we didn't see each other for, uh, we just lost touch. I mean, that's about the best way to put it. It wasn't because we decided, Hey, when we switched, I moved, Dwaylon moved and we did not have <clears throat> any way of. In- right. We didn't have that communication line. Like people now take for granted with social media. It's so easy mm-hmm. to keep up with people and, you know, years ago we didn't have that so you know we didn't have that communication line to keep in touch like we wanted to but right and you know but once we got back in touch it was like well yeah it was like 
<laughs> pick we it up didn't miss right a beat. Yep. And and so that's what makes this fun. And I'm glad the J and J uh, talk show guys. I mean, they are also having fun. If you have not seen their show, go check it out. Uh, they are, you know, of course on YouTube. Just look up J and J Talk Show. I don't know if that URL is going to change. They would have to tell you that. Um, and you can also find them on Twitter right now. I don't know if that's going to change. Maybe the the name might change. They might keep the the at as the same. Right. Just because sometimes it is that is hard to switch off. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Bray Wyatt, and then now he's back to Wyndham Rotunda or whatever. Yeah. If he can do it because he has money and we don't. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but either way, yeah, definitely check those guys out because uh, the, the past couple episodes they've had not one but two different uh, bare knuckle fighter uh, females on there, and um, and I'm not really familiar with the bare knuckle organization. Uh, but once I, well, I saw the first one, I had to go look her up and say, okay, what is this all about? Cause I just thought they were just saying just a bare knuckle fighter. No, it's a national organization. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I had no idea. And they had another one on this morning, which was kind of a surprise. They, um, I think it sounded like it was arranged last minute, but I mean, they did a fantastic job interviewing her. So, um, and so those guys, I mean, they're, they're pretty prepared with that, even, you know, at the last minute and this Sunday, they're actually going to have somebody on their show who, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, we've been kind of slacking as far as like getting this guy in here, but they're going to have the great King Titan from Northern Wrestling Federation on their show this Sunday. Oh, cool. Yep. And they actually mentioned that this morning, like, yeah, they got him before we did, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I will say next week, I mean, I'll go ahead and make, normally we don't announce our guests ahead of time, but I'm going to announce this one because this is also going to be a new thing for us. Um, <clears throat> on the Saturday, January 8th, in Mount Orr, the Northern Wrestling Federation is going to be there. Their main event is going to be Noah Gabriel challenging Sinclair Octavius Bentley for the Tri-State title. And we had talked about this before, but now we're actually going to make it true. We are going to have both Noah and Sinclair on our show at the same time to discuss their match. Yeah. Because for Noah, it's not just about the title. Sinclair helped put his friend Tiny Tim on, on the, the shelf. shelf. Yeah. And so it's, it's, they're not calling it a grudge match, but it's a grudge match. Yeah. And uh, on a side note, these are two of our best interviews that we've had. So yeah, um, yeah Joel and I are, are extremely excited about this. Yeah. This should be, this should be a great, a great show. Yep. And, and these two guys, I mean, and I, I, I already know the match is going to be great. And so if, if you are going to be around Mount Orb on January 8th, Go to the sports complex, go watch it. If you're not going to be around Mount Orb, you need to make your way to Mount Orb and go to the sports <laughs> complex and go watch this match. It's going to be a good one. You know, so I'll be there along with my son and maybe my nephew. My nephew talked him into he might be going with us. So cool. Yep, yep. <coughs> um, and let's see what else before we get into talking about day one. By the way, we're doing a review of day one. Um Let's see. Uh, oh, J&J. &J. I was going to say J&J &J yeah. real quick. Um, Justin, he hit me up because I noticed there was an email in my inbox this morning from um, uh, Public Tees. It said, somebody bought your shirt. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I wonder who it was. He hit me up, and he actually talked about it on their podcast. He actually bought one of our shirts. That's awesome. 
We appreciate it, it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So we're, we're going to have to do the same favor to him as well. Yeah. You know, cause I know they have merchandise and so I need to go check that out. Um, but you were saying in news, shocking Tony storm, yeah. uh, Tony storm, uh, has been released from WWE. Uh, from what I was saying earlier today, I sent you the link. I don't know mm-hmm. if I didn't know. I read it. You, yeah. You read it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, at first it was saying that she asked for her release and WWE just automatically granted her release. Now reports are coming out that she, she didn't necessarily ask for her release. She just left and went home. She just quit is what the reports are coming out now. And they're saying internally, WWE is just saying that she uh, asked for her release and was granted her release. Um, That's a way to do it. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, we're really not going to know entirely what happened until Tony Storm herself, you know, tells her side of the story. But there was a tweet I shared, a, I retweeted someone's post on Twitter earlier, and it listed all the names of the women that have been released. And the person that that tweeted it said, you could you could build an entire promotion with the women that have been released from WWE this year. You know, and, what? I, I actually saw you tweeted that. And I didn't yeah. get a chance to go look at it yet. So I'm going to go look at it now while you're talking about it. And Tony Storm is just, on, uh, you know, another one added to that list of amazingly talented women that have left WWE. I mean, this, this should tell people what the, especially for the women, this should tell you, wwe's focus it's like if you're not my brother had a good point uh, we were talking last night and he said that we were because we were talking about how you know how they did bianca at SummerSlam. my brother made a very good point he's like if it's not basically wwe's four horsewomen th- they've gotten to where they don't really care about the women's division again and just from where the women's division was just a couple of years ago, it's sad that they fell back into that same old habit of, well, we're just going to give the women a couple of, a couple of minutes to do something unless it's one of the big four, unless it's Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, or, or Bailey, Bailey's out injured, of course, but. And I'm definitely inclined to agree and one of the things I do want to put a caveat, we should probably do this, this disclaimer at the beginning of every show we do. Uh, Dwayla and I, we are fans. We are not actually um, officially in any wrestling organization whatsoever. Um, and so every time, if anytime we're saying something, we're obviously we're speculating. However, we're also looking at facts, whatever we're speculating. Right. We're looking um, at facts. We're looking at information that you know that we've found from doing research and but yeah we're absolutely we're fans and we're not part of the business but we've been fans for so long it's not hard to see you know how things are well one of the things uh because my job i'm an i'm an analyst by trade and even when i was in the military i was an intelligence analyst and and so, and, and I can actually say that now. It's been almost nine years since I've right. left the military. <laughs> um, when you look at, say, hmm, is there any kind of change that happened that all of a sudden the women 
were being treated as afterthoughts. Wow, there was a personnel change in the back. Yep. And it may just be a coincidence, but there's always been speculation about one um, John Laronitis that he he liked his supermodels, but he he liked the women just to be looked at. That's when they were changed to divas, and yep, uh, he left, and then they became women again. Mm-hmm. And the matches were just absolutely uh, ridiculously good. Yeah, because I mean they were athletic, legitimately athletic, and whether you like Charlotte or not, I mean she is definitely a legitimate athlete. Yeah. Of course, so with Sasha's Bianca Belair is another one. Like I said, she's like Cesaro with her strength. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to see like her lifting stats. You know, it, I mean, it's, <clears throat> you know, you wouldn't think because, I mean, she's slim. Yeah. You know, but she's just muscle. Mm-hmm. Every bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. And you look at, I'm, I'm looking at your tweet right now. You're talking about Tony Storm, Ember Moon, Knox, Taya Valkyrie, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, who showed up in AEW the other night. That's right. Yep. Marina Shaf. Shafir, um, Desmond Duke, Lana, Ruby Riot, who's also in um, uh, AEW's Ruby Soho, Nia Jax, who apparently she's now saying she's retired. I think she had, I think she was doing it for her own mental health too. Because she yeah, I think so. Because that's why she was off before she was released. She was off taking a mental health break, and then she asked for an extension, and never heard anything back from the company, and then got released. Hmm. Um. Uh, I mean, because yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you can get burnt out real quick. Oh, I'm sure, especially in that in that line of work. Yep. Uh, Santana Garrett, the Iconics, who are now in Impact. Yep, they they're the they're the um, Knockouts World Tag Team Champions, which they should have kept longer in WWE. Yep. Um, Mickey James, who is in Impact, and she's the NWA Women's Champion, I believe. Yeah, uh, she's the Impact uh, Women's Impact Champion. Women's? Okay. Yep. She's been involved with something with NWA as well. She is uh, basically in charge of the women's division. Oh, okay. She, she was um, she was the one who produced the um, all women's pay per view that back in August that they had in the in St. Louis. Okay, so she's kind of like the big mama of NWA. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Chelsea Green. She where'd she end up? Uh, she she's an she's an impact with uh, Matt Cardona. They're engaged. Okay, so some of the women they have found work, which also shows why are you why are you letting these women go? Yeah, you know why are you letting Ember Moon go? You know my feelings about Ember Moon. Uh, Ember Moon tweeted um, either last night or this morning uh, that uh, she's almost free. So mm. her apparently her she was only under a thirty day non-compete because she was in nxt because they pulled her well i know she got injured that's why they pulled her back but yeah um i i I want to see her again yeah 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 because ember moon she has been one of my favorites out there she's just like ridiculously good yeah and love her character love her moveset everything um i just wish she had not gotten injured that was the only i think sometimes you can't help that right uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you could build a whole promotion with just these women the WWE mm-hmm. has released. Yep. You know, so, uh, hey, WWE, y'all need to think about that. And and yeah, I mean, I do admit, yeah, the 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 theory about the four horsemen, women, oh, it does definitely make sense. 
but they kind of also do the same for the men as well. If your name, you know, if you're not Roman, if you're yeah, not. Yeah. Some, right now, it's like if you're not Roman, Seth, Drew, or Brock, then yep. they're not really, you know, not really that concerned. And Brock shouldn't even be in there. No. Part-timer? Less than part-timer, at least. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least Cena came back and did the job before, and then and then yeah. left. You know, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, did, did I get you sick? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <coughs> but anyway, so before we start about day one and our preview where we give our predictions, what we think should happen, what we think will happen. Uh, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listen info. If you'd like to contact us via email, it is armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Armchair Booking Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Armchair Booking. You can find us on Twitter at Booking Armchair. And you can find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking. And as we announced earlier, our YouTube channel, We'll start having videos of us. It's going to have the podcast in video form, you know, starting well, Monday night. Yeah. yeah. That's the next time we're recording. It'll be Monday night. So you should see it either Monday night or Tuesday morning. Um, or once I get it uploaded, because I know that one, it may take a little bit more just to upload it yeah. because it, YouTube gets funny like that sometimes. Uh, but that is our plan is to start having it uploaded uh starting monday basically when we get into the new year that's when we're going to start doing video and um you can also find us on just about any audio platform you can imagine if we're not on there just let us know and we will do what we can to, to get on there and yes i am still aware of the the iheart radio issue uh they haven't been that helpful and helped me try to solve it they just say <laughs> hey, it, it won't upload i'm like well, no crap. That's why I'm contacting you because for some reason it's not uploading past a certain episode. Right. Uh, but everything else seems to be working fine with me. Uh, Stitcher, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Podbay, Pocket Casts. Um, what's some of the other ones? Um, Amazon Music. You know, they was, those all seem to be working fine. Yeah, Amazon Music's working fine. I use it frequently, so. Yep. You know, so I believe that is everything. I believe so. Yep. And our, merchan everything. our merchandise link, Public Tees. Yep. Or, or Tea Publics. You know what? Let me go look at the link because now I'm feeling stupid and I'm, I'm having a, a mental health. Teapublic.com. And just do a search for Armchair Booking Podcast and you should be able to find us. And we have a couple designs on there right now. One of them I'm probably going to take down eventually. Uh, because it has that big black square. Yeah. Uh, my coworker, he actually has that shirt. And he said that that part actually feels kind of weird. Um, oh, it's probably kind of stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the nature of it. But that's what we had available at the time. But now I finally figured out how to make it transparent. And so start looking for different colors for the logo if that's what you choose. You can choose like any shirt you want right now with the logo. But red letters on a red background doesn't work so well. Right. You know, so I may give other options for the letters and the ring color as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so just look for that in the future. 
and if you have any ideas for that, yeah, I'll absolutely give me, uh, give me some kind of heads up. Say, hey, why don't you try this color and this color? I'd buy it. Well, heck yeah. If you said you're going to buy it, I'll put it yeah. on there. Yeah. Because if you'll buy it, somebody else will buy it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just kind of depends on some people are just weird. <laughs> but yeah, you want, you want pink and pink. I'll put it on there. You know, so I'm absolutely cool with that. So, and, and last but not least, of course, we are hosted by block talk radio. They've been also very good to us. And yes, they have. Yep. So, <clears throat> uh, so if all of all those fails, you can do it straight to block talk radio and find us and listen to us there. Mm-hmm. All hundred and this will be like episode like the hundred number one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot. So, all right. So, day one. Um, okay. Oh wow! I am. I'll be honest with you. I'm not excited about this pay per view. Yeah, I'm not but, either. Especially with it being on like New Year's Day. Right. I still haven't. I. Still don't understand the logic behind that one, but uh, I guess maybe they're just trying to. They didn't have one in December because they had pretty much the NXT War Games took that spot, right? So I don't know why WWE just didn't wait and do a month long build to the Rumble. Uh, well, I was reading this one is actually replacing the TLC pay per view because that normally that's in December. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm not crying about the TLC pay-per-view not going. I'm not either because, again, the gimmick pay-per-views, they need to do away with the gimmick pay-per-views other than Money in the Bank because Money in the Bank has become like, I say now WWE, ha- WWE has like the big five pay-per-views. You know, you got the Rumble, you got WrestleMania, you got Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Money in the Bank has become an important one. I feel like they should mm-hmm. keep that one. But all the other gimmick pay-per-views, a lot of times, like, look at Extreme Rules. They had that one, and there was one match that was held under Extreme Rules. And that one, they might as well call it just, hey, we're going to have an ECW pay-per-view. Yeah. But everybody everybody gets tired of seeing the, the Demolition Derby. You know, yeah. We gave that analogy before. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why ECW did not last. Right. But, it, I mean, if you sprinkle it in to another pay-per-view, like, say at WrestleMania, they have an Extreme Rules match for, like, a grudge match or something. That's one thing. But to build a whole pay-per-view on Extreme Rules and then only have one match that falls under that category, just like TLC, it's like the rest of the pay-per-view is generally forgettable. And then mm-hmm. you have your TLC match. And it's like, you could just put that match on a different pay-per-view to build up a card instead of trying to build a whole pay-per-view around one match. And one of the things I've actually noticed with the TLC one also, there have been times where they kind of spread out. Well, we'll have a tables match here, a ladders match here, a chairs match here, which is also kind of goofy. Yeah. You can use a chair. And then this last one will have all three. Yeah. Because they're trying to match what happened at WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. That was one of the greatest matches of all time. They're not going to be able to replicate it. Nope. And But they're going to try. And another reason why they really should... It's kind of a head-scratcher as to why they would have this pay-per-view on January 1st. Because at 5 o'clock Eastern time, the Rose Bowl starts. At 8.45, <laughs> the Sugar Bowl starts. Yeah, and this, this is bowl season. 
yeah, and I mean, as wrestling fans, you know, of course, we're going to watch it, but college football is a huge enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's a huge. It has a huge fan base. People are not if if people have to pick and choose between oh WWE's on or the Rose Bowl's on, guess which one they're to watch it. They're going to watch the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And especially every people, time, especially the people around here. Yeah, you know where I live. Yep. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, because Ohio the Ohio State is going to be playing in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Mm-hmm. Go Utes. That's all I'm going to say about yeah. that. <laughs> but even Mickey smacked around. But but whatever. even here, even here in Kentucky, people are just it's college football season. It is mm-hmm. like you said, it is bowl season. People are you know people are huge college football fans, and they're going to watch everything. They're going to watch every bowl game that they can watch. In fact, Kentucky is also playing that day uh, against Iowa in the Citrus Bowl, but that's at one. Right. You know, so that one wouldn't interfere with it because typically the pay-per-views start at around 7 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's the kickoff show. And they actually have a match listed for uh, the kickoff show. Actually, you know what? On There's some other games going on too. The Outback Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and the Citrus Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl. Um Notice those, well, I saw the Outback Bowl. That one has a sponsor, but the other ones don't. Um, and by the way, North Carolina played today. I didn't even realize they were playing. Shows you how much I've been keeping up with college sports this year. They were playing in, in the Duke's Mayo Bowl against South Carolina, which is actually a perfect bowl for them too, because Duke's mayonnaise is actually out of South Carolina. and But it's like the mayonnaise to get. And just, just telling you, if you ever get a chance to get some Duke's mayonnaise, Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll it'll change your whole belief system. I'm telling you, <laughs> you would not want to try any other. In fact, I need to I need to get a hold of them and see if, if they'll sponsor us because say, look, I love me some Duke's mayonnaise. Trust me, it's it's good. Uh, you you you'll throw every other mayonnaise out the door. <laughs> but yeah, North Carolina they lost to South Carolina, uh, thirty to twenty. I didn't even know North Carolina was going to a bowl game this year because they. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. I haven't kept up with college football probably in the last couple of years. I still keep up with my college basketball, but college football I haven't kept up with as much. Um, I, I haven't really kept up with college basketball that much. I mean, it's just say, okay, there's a score. I mean, it's just not been the same with COVID. I mean, yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the pay-per-view, the real reason we came. Um, they actually have a dark match scheduled. And it's Cesaro and Ricochet against Ridge Holland and Sheamus, which sounds like a match they just kind of yeah, they did. Uh, you they, know, just it, they just threw it together because they got to have, you know, they have to have a pre-show match. And it's like, uh, I don't even know the point of the pre-show. We already know, you know, we don't need the panel because we already know all the matches. They're just going to show the video package for the matches and then turn around and show those same video packages again during the pay-per-view. Right. And I get some, you know, the dark match, well, it used to be called the dark match. Now it's the pre-game match or whatever. Yeah. They're doing that because that one is on a free view yeah. thing. Fine. This ain't the match to have on that. But then again, no. they also don't want to give away their one of their big matches for free either. True. Um, I mean, nothing against any of the guys in it, but it's like this is just a thrown together TV match. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't put Cesaro and Sheamus back together as the bar. That was a good team. Yeah, I don't get that either, especially with the 
how paper thin the tag team division is right now. Uh, well, you know how Vince is about tag teams, though. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Now, I will give my prediction for this one. Um, it, it'll be Ridge Holland and Sheamus going yep. over. Yeah, there'll you be know. some there'll be some shenanigans involved, and uh, but I'm sure Sheamus and Ridge Holland think they're going to win that one. Yeah, I mean they're they're pushing Ridge Holland for some. I'm not that I, I, I'm not that impressed by him yet. You know, there's nothing. I mean, there's really. I mean, there's there's nothing to be impressed about. I mean, there's like he's just a big guy, but he's. I mean, he's not bad in the ring. But he's not, you know. There's something missing there. Yeah, there's there's something missing. I don't know if it's personality or, like I said, as Jim Ross would say, he's a good hand. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go any further than that. And they're pushing him. Plus, he's going to get Cesaro and Ricochet and, you know, events like Barry and those two. Yep. He sure um, does. If I was Cesaro and Ricochet, they may want to start looking at their exit and go somewhere else where they can be appreciated. Oh yeah, I would. I would absolutely ask for my release as quickly as I could, and I'd go to Japan. I would go GCW Impact. You know, I know people say it all the time. Go to AEW. Go to AEW. They kind of yeah. they kind of let people come in and out. So you know, give that a try. But just go somewhere where you're going to be appreciated because for those two WWE is not where they're appreciated. No. Uh, and Vince is that even said it about Cesaro. Yeah. And Ricochet is just kind of obvious because he's small. Yeah. He's small and Vince doesn't like the flippity flippity fly. Yeah. And now no, Ricky, Vin- Rick- Ricochet can sell like Ricky Morton. Oh yeah. Yeah. He can sell. He can do things in the ring that no one else that I've ever seen wrestle can do. His, yeah. you know, his technique and his agility are just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just in that company, it's it's going back to bigger is better. Yeah. And that that's the mentality that they have is, you know, if you're not a big muscle bound guy, then we're not going to push you. That one, I just think it's uh, it's kind of funny because you got the three Europeans and then the guy from Paducah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like one of these things is not like the other. Right. <laughs> so, um. Uh, let's see. The next one they have listed on Wikipedia, and I have a feeling this this now this won't be the main event because not as long as you have Roman and Brock around. Yeah. Um. The Fatal Four Way, which might end up being a triple threat, that's still up in the air. Yeah, I'm not sure about – we don't know about Seth's status because, you know, he did test positive for COVID. So I don't know how long he's going to have to be out. I don't know if he's going to make it or not. With the talent in that match, if Seth is able to be in there, I'm not a huge fan of just straight fatal four ways. But I think this has the potential to be a really, really good match with the talent involved. I just wish they would do it elimination style instead yeah. of first pinfall or first submission. Um, I'm going to predict Kevin Owens, but he's going to be doing some kind of shenanigans to get it. And he'll probably end up pinning like Seth Rollins. I have to agree. 
Um, I'm I'm leaning towards Kevin Owens winning the WWE title, uh, which is basically that and the tag titles are the only titles that have eluded him in WWE. Uh, but I could see him winning it, pinning either Seth or Bobby, because I don't see them p- having Big E take a pinfall loss mm-hmm. to lose it. That way you've got the you've got a built-in program with Big E and Kevin Owens to for Big E to eventually get the title back. And you know, they were kind of starting that anyway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they got Seth and Bobby involved. Yeah. And I, I think they did that because they weren't sure if Kevin was going to resign or not. So I think they kind of threw Seth in there as the uh as a you know as a backup in case Kevin decided that he wasn't going to resign. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you know, honestly, and I think him resigning is another reason I'm saying, yeah, they might mm-hmm. just put the title on him. Me too. Kind of a kind of a thank you for resigning. Mm-hmm. Kind of reward him for not going to AEW. Yep. <laughs> yeah, please don't leave us. Here, <laughs> here's two and a half million dollars. Yeah, here's two and a half million dollars and a world title reign. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah. And I do not blame him at all for re-signing. He has a family to take care of, mm-hmm. and that that's where his focus was, as it should be. And if that was the best thing for him and his family, then I'm all for it. And you know, he has been very, very open about his family. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a, he is a family man. He's yep. Always been like I said, open about it. Um. Now I think him and uh, Big E are going to going to get each other. Of course, it's kind of funny. Seth Rollins, if you if we were to stand next to Seth Rollins, we would say, okay, he's not a small guy necessarily. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, because he looks kind of he's kind of lean, but I mean he's you know, he's got some muscles on him. He's the smallest guy in this match. Yep. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. Cause uh Kevin Owens is two, I think 270. Big E's a good 275, 285. Bobby Lashley is probably a good 300 of solid muscle. Solid muscle. <laughs> I mean, you just, uh, you know what Bobby Lashley said, give me your lunch money, your car keys and a back rub. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got a knot right here. Yeah. You know, let me work that out. For let me you. work it out for you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think Kevin Owens, my prediction is Kevin Owens will win that match and win the WWE title. The rain may be short, but I think he'll win. Um, hey, so far we agree on two. Wow, this mm-hmm. is <laughs> this, usually by now we're already disagreeing. But let me see: Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Oh, uh, I don't know. The problem is, I could see. The sad thing is, I could see them having Brock beat Roman for the title to set up Roman getting it back at wrestlemania because from what i understand from reports that i've seen this will not be the last match between these two this will be this is going to lead into something supposed to lead into something bigger for wrestlemania so i don't know i'm gonna go with roman i just don't see them messing with that money train just yet no i'm gonna predict that roman wins he may win by disqualification, or he may walk. He may just walk out and get himself counted out. But I think Roman's going <clears> to. <throat> I think Roman's going to win. 
because if he walk because if he leaves if he gets disqualified or gets himself counted out then that gives Brock Lesnar an automatic rematch and then they could book that for WrestleMania because Brock's going to have to take his sabbatical because he only has so many dates so right. like I said WWE booking I could definitely see Vince putting the belt on Brock but logic I'm thinking they keep it on Roman. I'm going to go with Roman. Roman Roman stays champion no matter what. Right. Um, I'd say it just Brock, doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me to take it off Roman yet. I say Brock by disqualification due to interference because the Usos are there. Yep. And Paul Heyman is also there, and there's that question too. Which is what one of the I guess intriguing parts of this card is the whole Paul Heyman question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Roman punched him in the face. Yeah. Hard. Roman fired him and hit him with a Superman punch. Yeah. And then Brock keeps alluding to Paul being his advocate. So, but nothing's been confirmed. So it's like, where does Paul Heyman lie? Where's right. his allegiance? And I mean, it all could be a, a swerve. It could be all be a setup to, you know, to where Paul, when he pulls something like he, what he did at Crown Jewel, where he just threw the belt in <laughs> yeah. between them. And I was like, yeah. And he's hey, like, here, <laughs> you know what to do with it. Yeah. And then you're, and I guess it has people want, they've actually been doing really good with that part of the story. They have, but it's like, but they, they've been doing, they've been doing good with the Roman Brock story. But I feel like the writers can only commit to one story that they do a good job at and everything else just kind of falls by the wayside. Right. You have a room full of writers and everybody's energy is only on this one feud when you've got all these other issues with other wrestlers going on. Hmm. And well, like I said, um, Brock by disqualification, Roman keeps the title. But it's going to set up something like a hell in a cell at Mania where nobody can interfere, nobody can escape. There has yeah. to be a winner. And see, that would be perfect if they put them in a cell at WrestleMania because don't wait for the hell in a cell pay-per-view and all that madness. Just use the cell for what it's meant for. It is supposed to be the end. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the you, rubber match. Come on, yeah. people. Yeah, it's the rubber match. It's Hell in a Cell was designed to be the feud ender. So that would be perfect for WrestleMania is to have it in the cell. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the Usos, them and New Day. Uh, that's the match of the night. I'm already calling it. Um, because anytime these two teams get in the ring together, I've never seen them have a bad match they could sleepwalk through this match and still have the best match on the card. They're just, both teams are just that good. And they have great chemistry when they're working. Absolutely. Amazing chemistry. But the Usos will retain. Uh, yeah, I think they'll get the pinfall. I'm not going to say it's going to be clean. Oh, no. I don't think it'll be clean, but they'll get the pinfall. And I don't know how they'll get the not clean pinfall, but They'll get a not clean pinfall. Um, maybe trunk pulling, maybe 
hit him with a chair. Could be. You know, hit him with a big salami or something. I don't know. <laughs> Go to the crowd, you know, grab some popcorn. But something's going to happen. Uh, either way, I think, like you said, that will probably end up being the match of the night. I can't see. Well, I could see another match maybe uh, getting almost as good. And that's actually the other tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, RK-Bro versus the Street Profits. That that does have the potential to be a good match. It does. Um, Street Profits are an awesome team. <coughs> actually, RK-Bro have actually surprised me. I did mm-hmm. not think that they were going to work as well together as they have. Um, Orton's Orton. He's going to, when he's motivated, he can still, at this stage of his career, he can still give you a great match. Yeah, he he seems to be really motivated. I think he's enjoying this run he's having with Matt Riddle. Uh, all the the goofy stuff aside, Matt Riddle is a fantastic wrestler, mm-hmm. and of course, Montez Ford is a main eventer. Yeah, waiting to happen. The yeah. dude has everything that you need to be a main event player. I just hope they. I hope they ride the street profits out as long as they can and not just break them up prematurely. Cause I still, I still think they have some miles left on that team. Oh, absolutely. And is it Montez or is it Angelo Dawkins who makes Ricochet seem like you know, he's a mat wrestler with the height? He gets. It's Montez. It? It's okay. Montez. That's what I thought. Yeah. That, that the height he gets, I always thought that, you know, Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero had the two of the best frog splashes ever, but the height that Montez Ford gets yeah. on that frog splash is it's just a thing of beauty. I mean, if you're laying on the mat and all of a sudden you see them, you go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, he's getting up so high, he could do, like, the shooting star press frog splash if he wanted to because he's yeah. got that much height on it. Yep. Uh, you know what? I think we need to tell him, look, we have a new move we want you to try. <laughs> so, now, what you're doing, you know, is he could probably do a shoot. He probably has done a shooting star press. I'm sure he has. And Okay, you do it. And then, like, when you're, as you're coming down, you know, do the little uh, uh, like you do with a frog splash. Yeah. And, you know, really, I don't think that really adds anything to the move. It just makes it look, look even that much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm um, going to go out on a limb and predict that the Street Profits win the tag, win the Raw Tag Team titles. I'm going to not only say that, but I'm going to say RK Bro are going to break up. That's and that's what's going to cause the Street Profits. There's something's going to happen. They're going to have some kind of miscommunication. Orton's uh, going to hit. Orton's going to hit an RKO mm-hmm. on Riddle and leave him for dead. Yep. And Riddle, um, slightly off topic. From what I understand, Riddle, he's like legit. Yeah. Like not somebody you'd want to pick a fight with. No, no, because he um he before he started wrestling, he did UFC. Right. So, you know, he has that MMA training and then he went to pro wrestling after that. Uh, yeah, he's legit. He's not he's not one to be messed with. And like as good as he looks in WWE, I've seen him um uh, I think I have a match with him and Shane Strickland, which was Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, for the uh, Major League Wrestling World title. Fantastic match. 
I mean, he did the, he does a little bit of the goofy stuff coming to the ring, but bell time. Oh, he's Matt, serious. Matt Riddle's a killer. And the little beef he and Goldberg had, that was apparently real because yeah. they actually had the video. I mean, Goldberg is like up in his face. If you see Riddle, he wasn't backing down. He wasn't apologizing. No, he just kind of smirked at him and was <laughs> like, I could take you, old man. I'm just not going to. <laughs> yeah. And because they've already, I don't know if you heard, uh, I believe it was on Eric Bischoff's podcast. They were talking about Goldberg. Actually, it had to be because Eric Bischoff probably knows Goldberg the best as, as far as all the yeah. members. And he said that Goldberg, he, I guess he, the best, that, about the best way to put it, he's, he's kind of sensitive. Yeah. Because he'll hold a grudge like forever. Yeah. And they, he said he's just now getting over the whole Gilbert thing. Oh, Lord. And I mean, it was, was, it was a parody. It was something to give Dwayne Gill something to do. It's like, yeah, have fun with it and go on. <laughs> yeah. And he just said, all right, ha ha, you got me. But yeah, you know, and now he was still all butthurt about it. And, you know, not that I'd want to cross Goldberg either, you know? No, I mean, I wouldn't either, but it's like, at this point, I feel like, you know, there's a lot more guys I'd worry about than Bill Goldberg. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, not that he'd be on the list of people I wouldn't worry about. But no. At the same time, I, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm not going to pick a fight with him. I mean, the dude's still, you know. The dude's still pretty imposing, but yeah, I'm not even going to say I'd go up and punch him and run because he'd probably still catch me. <laughs> and you know, and then things happen. And but <clears throat> the next thing I know, my shoulder's worse off than what it is right now, which I had X-ray today. Got to wait for the results to come back to find out what the heck's causing it to hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, which I had an X-ray at at the Cincinnati. Uh, VA Hospital, which is right there on Vine Street, just down the road from Bone Crushers, there it which is. is the training center for the Northern Wrestling Federation, yep. and by Roger Ruffin. If you're if you're in the Cincinnati area looking to become a professional wrestler, that is the place to go. But anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, I think that match, like you said, I mean, the Usos New Day will probably be the match of the night. This match will probably be, um, be close to it. Uh, but I think it will end up with a miscommunication. Orton will throw an RKO on Riddle, leave him to get pinned. New tag champs. Yep. Which I like the Street Profits tag champs anyway. I mean, they, they've had it once. And yeah. Was it Montez got hurt or Angelo? Um, I think it was Montez got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is, well, there's, there is the drawback of having a high flying style like that is yeah. you are more prone to injury because you have a lot of, a lot of impact. So. Yeah. Um, but another match, a singles match, which has the potential, if you look at the two people in it, to be a good match. Edge and Miz. It does. It has the potential to be a good match. I just don't care about this match. I know. I was going to say the same thing. You asked <laughs> me who's going to win. I'll be like, nobody really, because we have to watch it. Exactly. It's like. And it's not... because of the, the reason for it. Yeah. It, it's weak. I mean, it's a weak reason. My opinion, Edge has already overstayed his welcome. Yes. And do I respect the Miz for the work that he's put in to get to where he is now? Absolutely. I will always respect the work. But the Miz bores me. He's, he plays a heel fantastic, but there's, I don't know what it is. 
but he just bores me and I'm just not looking forward to this match. I'm going to watch it. Hopefully it surprises me, but I just don't care about this match. I have a feeling this match is going to lead to an intergender match between them two and the wives. I agree. Because Beth Phoenix just stepped down at uh, War Games was her last night in NXT. Um, yeah, I could see them building towards a intergender match at, a, at maybe at the Rumble, maybe at Mania. You know, depends. Because again, Edge is another one that's going to have to take a little sabbatical after this match. I don't see him wrestling two big matches in a row. No, his body can't handle. I mean, he's he's in a lot better shape than really what he deserves to be because of all the damage he's put himself through. Yeah. Uh, and it's great that he made that comeback, but he should have made the comeback and then said, okay, now I'm going out on my terms and just left. Exactly. I mean, he made the big comeback at the rumble. He was able to, he got a WrestleMania main event on night two of WrestleMania this year. Go out on top. I mean, mm -hmm. you may have been at WrestleMania again. I mean, how many guys get one WrestleMania main event, much less two? Right. And so, uh, and but and for the purpose of this match to be, you got more of a reception than what I did. Yeah. Really? The, the only interesting part was this past week, this past Monday on Raw, with well, they call it the brood bath now because they can't say blood for some reason, right. but the blood bath that he gave, but it looked like mud. I mean, they even changed the color of the goop that was falling from the ceiling. I'd rather have blood than that. I mean, yeah, because now it looks, you know, it looks, it looks like mud or or like used oil that you see at a, at a mechanic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. they just took all the recycled oil. Yeah, but it's like, all right, WWE's asking for this. For yeah, what? I don't know, man. They're paying us. Come on, just give yeah. It but but <laughs> they cut a big check. Just give it to them. Just give it to them. Yeah, that that check ain't gonna bounce. Well, yeah. I don't know. They don't do the downside guarantees, so you better go cash it quick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that whole premise of you got a bigger reception, that actually reminds me. It's kind of a military story, but somebody we know. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say any names. I'll let you figure out who it is. But somebody who we know, her husband. We know both her and her husband. Mm -hmm. He was in the Air Force. And they were back in town. And I think he may have been out of the Air Force by now. He did not have a stellar career. I will put it like that. That's something I found mm -hmm. out. He was mad when some of the folks from Fort Campbell, they had been deployed. And then when they got back, you know, of course, they gave him like a parade and things like that. Because, I mean, there was a big hole, like all of Fort Campbell. Right. Right. I mean... And he got mad because nobody ever gave me a parade. Yeah. Uh, come you know, on. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, Like I said, he didn't have a really exactly stellar career anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, she told me that. Um, She told me some things, and I don't even think she, re she even realized how bad of a career he was having. Uh -huh. But anyway, uh, they're no longer together anyway, so right. it doesn't really matter. But that's it, what, just, it doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, not, not a bit. <laughs> Potential's there, but we know the yep. work ethic was not, mm -hmm. and and the sense of entitlement was definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. But like I said, this match, another one has the potential 
considering the two players have the potential to put on a great match. I don't even think their hearts are into it because they, they may be kicking back going, this is stupid. I mean, if I was them, I would. I mean, it's just, I'll, I'll tell you this, the most interesting person in this feud is Maurice. Yeah. This, the work that she's done has been the most interesting thing in the entire feud. Yeah, and I think um, they need to have her wrestling more. And yeah. I mean, and I know, you know, she had two babies like back to back. Yeah. And that probably took a lot of its toll on her body. So, yeah. Because having one baby takes its toll, having two of them like so close together, it's like, yeah, yeah she's wrecked herself for a little bit. And, <clears throat> you know, but, you know, she looked great the other night. I mean, it looked like she's been working at it, trying yeah. to get herself back into ring shape, you know, because that, that does take a lot. So, um, like I said, I don't, you know, I honestly don't care who wins this yeah. win. <laughs> I don't either, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Edge because they keep giving Edge wins even when it doesn't make sense to. There you go. So that's, that's who will win. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> who, who will. that's who, that's who I think is going to win just because it's Edge and he's on his, comeback tour and they keep giving him wins i think he'll win by disqualification because maurice is going to slap him there probably we go. there we go or, or the miz is just <laughs> the miz is gonna get him, somehow the miz will get himself intentionally disqualified because that's yep he's good at that <laughs> yep uh but he is a more more interesting mjf anyway <laughs> so, um the next match they have listed becky lynch and Liv morgan this is another one that i think could be a really good match the match i think the match will be good the build has been terrible yeah it's, it's just like, like here have a match what yeah it's like the build to this has been awful but the match has the potential to be really good their match on raw that they had was really good um i'm still not a fan of this whole big time bex thing mm. i think she could have kept the the man gimmick and still been a heel if that's what she wanted to do because the the man gimmick was already kind of in the same vein as the austin gimmick being the renegade and that right. works as a heel or a face but this big time bex thing i just i feel like it's like oh well we need you to be a female version of seth instead of well, letting her do what got her to the top we're just going to change all this and we need you to just, you know, go out and be the female version of Seth. And it's not working for her and no lack of trying on her part, but it's right. just something's not clicking. Well, Seth is like, if you combine the Joker and um, Jack Nicholson from the shining. Okay. So two Jack Nicholson's. Yeah. That's what, that's what Seth Rollins character reminds me of and he plays he plays a heel seth rollins is so much better a heel than he is a face oh yeah i don't like i don't like cheering seth rollins yeah i don't i don't like a face seth rollins just yeah give, i don't like booing i don't like booing becky yeah exactly of course, be honest, how he I'll, is. I'll, I'll boo becky though before i boo Liv morgan so oh yeah yeah so um but yeah yeah like you said keep seth hill and yeah, you know, and maybe that is why they want to. Of course, WWE really does not take advantage enough of 
the actual couples. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now they have Miz and Maurice, but they kind of, they have their own little reality show too. Yeah. Uh, not that I've ever watched it. I've caught like bits and pieces of an episode. I'm going, oh, what? no. <laughs> I'm not watching reality wrestling. I'm just yeah. not. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, but I think Becky would definitely retain the title um, because I don't see them putting it on Liv Morgan. Even though I think Liv, I think she could actually carry it, even if it is a short time. I agree. I my my opinion is I think Liv should win the title, but I think Becky will retain. Yep. Um, yeah. Because it's like, you know, heaven forbid if we capitalize on a wrestler's popularity mm. by giving him the title. Exactly. This, this is the perfect opportunity to give Liv Morgan the title and see what she can do as a champion. See how she carries herself. But they're not going to do that because they're going to stick with what's reliable. And you know what I could see them doing because they've the WWE also has a track record of this. Here they're popular. I right, give them the title and take it away. From them. That'll shut them up. You know, here yep. we gave her the title. Now shut up. Yep. And they did it with they did it with Nikki Cross. They, yeah. She won Money in the Bank. Won the title the next night. Then she was an afterthought in her own feud. Yeah. And it's like, she's the <laughs> champion, and they, they were still making Charlotte the focal point. Right. And uh, and also, I, I was speaking of Charlotte, you know, her being a flare and all. Another reason why I think they're not using the man thing with Becky Lynch is because there's actual litigation with the title, the man right now, with Ric Flair. Yeah, and I don't understand that because it's like, how many people throughout history have used the phrase the man? I mean, they called Goldberg the man. Mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan called him that in WCW. It's like, I don't understand how, and from what I understand, Flair doesn't have that trademarked. He doesn't. So, he's trying to, well, he's trying to get it more or less trademarked in a way like after the fact. Um, but it was never officially trademarked because, like I said, there's been so many people. Wasn't Stan Stasiak? Didn't wasn't he referred to as Stan the Man Stasiak? Stan the Man Stasiak. Yep. You know, so guess what, Rick? You don't own it. No. Um, and yeah, his podcast. Remember what I was saying? Mm-hmm. It won't be long before he reverts back to every single podcast. The the podcast becoming more and more um, drinking stories. And that's what it's become. It's it's not the entire thing, but like the first one, may, he may have had one story, you know. Then the next one, it was like, well, like two two stories. The next one, now it's in its three, and then, you know, it hasn't quite reached the half point yet, where like half the podcast is nothing but drink stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's starting to, and when he's not talking about the partying, which I'm like I said. I was in the military for 20 years. I have my own stories. Right. You know, telling stories about how somebody drank so much. You know, oh yeah, then we then we shut down the bar that night to Marriott. <laughs> okay. I knew a guy who got drunk one time and stole a train in, in, in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. You yeah. know, that story got passed. I mean, in fact, it was a true story. This guy, he was a an E8, a, a senior master sergeant, stole a train because they were trying to 
get back to Misawa, and they were in Hachinohe, so he got on the train and room. Cops were waiting for him. <laughs> but you know, and, and yeah, that's, that's like me. I went to I went to college. I've got my own stories. You got your own I mean, stories. <laughs> you know, and I knew also when to quit. Yeah. And uh make sure nobody's really that's why I've only been married twice, not five times like Rick. Right. So um we won't discuss yours. But um this is this is my third and last. It took me go. three it took me three times to get it right. Um well no, you had it right. The other ones, you know, you just they weren't having it right. But right. Now you, that's, but, yeah. Not, I mean, you always have to have somebody who, you know, you have the same goals. Yep. And you do and that's why you and Hope are going to last. Yep. That's why Tawan and I, we've been together now for 23 years, been married 22 years. You know, so because we have the common vision. Right. <coughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Flair on his last podcast, he, had, he said, yeah, see, I told him, it's still mine. I still mine. And he talks about the man. And Oh, my and, God. And Mark Madden's the co-host which i'm actually okay with mark madden i know he he's another one that's kind of polarizing depending on who you talk to he i just when he was a commentator on wcw he got on my nerves that just wasn't the right role for him he wasn't he just wasn't a good fit as a commentator but i mean anything else that i've heard him on he's not he's not bad yeah i mean i think he is a good sportscaster Mm -hmm. and you know for what for this right here what he's doing with flair i mean i think he actually does fine um, you know, but Flair, like I said, I mean, once again, it's like, dude, you're in your seventies. Yeah. It's like, don't you have other things to talk about? Yeah. It kind of, t- it kind of puts in perspective his life as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, instead of enjoying what you have and what you've accomplished, it's like, he's trying to live in the past and get those glory days back. And it's like, like you said, you're in your seventies, dude. Just don't you have other things going on in your life that you could talk about? Right. Even if you want to go back to the glory days, talk about the wrestling. That's mm-hmm. what we want to hear. That's what fans want to hear. I'm sure there's a group of people out there that want to hear the party stories, but you hear one party story, you hear a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, the stories are the same. I, you know, I had all these women. I drank all this booze. I shut down the bar all this and it's like talk about the wrestling because that's your legacy not the not the bar hopping and skirt chasing right and when he does talk about the wrestling i I mean he has a mind that's just amazing Mm -hmm. and and he will freely pass up compliments to um other wrestlers he also freely pass out the ones he doesn't care for i mean he, he he's very brutally honest about this stuff but you know, he's not one to shy away from giving the compliments to even people he'll admit he doesn't like, but he'll say their wrestling was on point. Right. And, you know, he'll talk about um, the comparison between him and somebody. He'll say, well, this person I like because of this. I never saw him in that role, but I liked him better in this, you know, and he looks at it. And it's like a great analyst mind. Right. And say, yeah. And then after that match, we went down there, we drank so much. And it's like, <laughs> all right, you, you just lost me. Yeah. You just. <coughs> But yeah, so that's our commentary for the day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so the one match that we haven't spoke of yet, and this is another one. It's like, who's going to win that? Yeah, I really don't care. And Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. I, I want Drew McIntyre to win because I really 
and not on board with the Madcap Moss character. I don't like the name. I don't like the look. I'm not saying he's not skilled because I think he does have some skills, but the dude is good. I mean, before, you know, when he was Riddick Moss, you know, the dude was good. But now with this whole madcap, it's like, who in 2021 says the word madcap in general conversation? Uh, Except probably Vince Vince McMahon. Um, I don't, I'm not digging the happy Corbin gimmick. I'm not digging the madcap Moss thing. I need Drew to end this quick with a Claymore so we can move on to something else because this is just a placeholder for Drew, I feel like, until the Rumble because I think he's going to be the next challenger for the Universal title. So you think he's going to win the Rumble again? Uh, no, honestly, I don't. I think he's just going – that's going to be – Oh, him, Smack, him against – SmackDown's main event feud Okay, will be him and Roman for the Universal title. Because I still think Roman, like we said before, I think Roman leaves day one champion one way or another. Right. By hook or by crook. And I think Drew will be his next challenger at the Rumble. And uh, so I think this is just a placeholder match. It's just a way to get him on the card. But I need uh, him to hit I need him to hit that claymore, that claymore as soon as the bell rings. And and, and, and done. This, yeah, in this quick. Yeah, the, the word madcap. I was like, man, who's, who does say that anymore? Yeah, who says um, I mean, this is one of those things also, you know, talk about the words that Vince McMahon knows but nobody else. It it goes back down to the, the Suffering Succotash promo. Yeah. Plus, do you remember when Titus O'Neil called somebody a blowhard? I do. And it's like, who says the word blowhard anymore? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm who like, says that? And and I know Titus is a family man and all that, but I've also seen Titus's mouth when, um, when he's not like on TV. Titus has yeah. a little bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but to call somebody a blowhard, I'm like, what? You know, even like like the most. I don't, I don't want to call straight laced or geekiest or whatever would, would go blow hard. Really? That's the best yeah, you come up like, with. Yeah. That's yes. Yeah, that's, that's the best you got. Like who wrote that, you know, and just make a, them TV, a TV writer. Yeah. It wasn't Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince would have wrote something better. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe that, yeah, we have covered all of it. That's the, the second of the, I don't care. Uh, yeah. I want I want to see Drew McIntyre win and, um, Mad Cat Moss, they need to change that one up already. Yeah. Um, the, the costume yeah. is bad. The whole gimmick is just, it's annoying. And especially when they have their little talk segment. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom now. Oh, talk about a bat. Yeah. Talk about a bathroom break. That the time that they use for that talk segment is time that they could give the female wrestlers. Yes. To show what they can do instead of giving them two minute matches. Take that time. Stop having all these. I mean, you have too many talk shows mm-hmm. back in the day you had Piper's pit and that was it. Now mm-hmm. you've got, you've got the cutting edge. You've got uh Ms. TV. You've got happy Corbin's thing. You got the Kevin Owens show. I mean, you've got, you know, every other wrestler has got their own like 
talking segment and it's like you know you're using up time that other people could be wrestling in and i know they started with piper's pit then they had missy hyatt had her own for like one show and it didn't work yeah um jake the snake when he was on the mend he had something he, he jake had the snake pit um, that's where he got hurt because the honky tonk man hit him, hit him with an actual guitar and not guitar. a gimmicked one yeah um the barbershop yeah uh which actually had you know when marty Janetti tried to run away and uh and he tore and up. fell through the window he yeah. fell through the window i mean <laughs> brutus ought to be mad at him i know it cost yeah. him money um <laughs> uh, sean michaels had the heartbreak hotel for a little while right uh then the brother love show yeah um but so they had but it wasn't all i mean it was like you they would have like an episode like once every couple of weeks and they were not all at the same time yeah and so now like you said it's like Miss TV, oh, now granted, people do do latch onto it, you know, because yeah. Miss he's so quick with his cadence, and then it's time for, and the whole audience will say Miss TV. It's like yeah. okay, so I mean, he's got he's got that going for him. Uh, happy Corbin, broke Corbin, Baron. They should have kept. They should have stayed with broke Corbin. That was fantastic. Yeah, that, that, was, that was besides the the early days of the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. Yes, that's my favorite version. Is Broke Corbin because he he played <laughs> that perfectly. I like the Lone Wolf personally, but um, but I remember back then I was actually kind of high on Baron Corbin when he was a Lone Wolf, and then they totally honked it up. Yeah, they um, messed it up, and it just they just need to stop that whole thing because I, I don't even know why they would even have a talk. It just, they're just being annoying. It's not even mm -hmm. good heat. It's it's like I'm changing the channel now. Heat. Yeah, it's like it, please go away, and. So that's all for that card. And I think, was there any other news besides Tony Storm? No, I think that's it. Tony Storm uh, is gone from WWE. Mercedes Martinez uh, signed with AEW, which is a good sign for AEW because uh, she's going to do nothing but help their women's division. Yes. And people have complained about AEW's women's division i think it's at a really good place right now and mercedes martinez is going to help them get to that next level i feel like and i noticed when ruby soho when she came in and made the save the other night yeah uh she actually had pants with two legs i noticed that i was really happy about that i'm like <laughs> hey, they, they, must, they must be paying her more <laughs> you know she can afford the full set of pants not just yeah. the one leg i like ruby <laughs> soho i hope she, i hope she wins the uh the TBS championship. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And I know not everybody is high on Thunder Rosa, but I like her. Oh, I love Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I know she lost um she lost to Jade Cargill. Um mm -hmm. who is really coming into her own. She's she's a good athlete. She's got that presence about her. She's good on the mic. I think she's going to be a big player. And if you know, in another year or two, they may give her the TBS title, but I'm hoping they give it to Ruby Soho. I think she's definitely earned it because she earned the WWE title and they never gave it to her. Right. You know, uh, even though I mean, as a character, she's one of the most interesting characters you'll ever see. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, and just just hearing her in interviews, she's just a very genuine person, very friendly. Yeah. You know, um, she just happens to like covering herself with tattoos. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, this being the last uh, episode of the year, come Monday, we're going to start, uh, hopefully, getting them, start getting them uploaded to YouTube. Um, that is going to be a little bit of a change for us, which means that, you know, we'll kind of have definitely have to watch what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so no more picking my nose, no more jumping up in my underwear or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but like, I've got a baby in my lap right he now. Does. So. He does. He, he literally has a baby and <laughs> she, fell, she fell asleep really quick. Oh yeah. She was asleep on the couch and then ah. she probably, I'm sure she woke up. I wasn't in there because when she's sleepy, she wants her daddy. Okay. So she came in here and yeah, she's back asleep. She's snoring. And you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even hear, I did not even hear one bit. Um, but one of the things that we are going to be looking at having more guests on the show, including hopefully we get the guys from J and talk show on here because they've invited us and we're going to also extend the invite after them. Yep. Uh, we do have some big old conflicts in our schedules. I <laughs> will say that just because yeah. it's mostly, mostly due to work schedules. Yeah. Or anything else. But, uh, you know, failure is not an option. That's one of the things that we say. And I'm pretty sure they think the same way because um, I'm actually looking forward, you know, to this kind of a collaboration with our show and theirs. And I will, hopefully I'll get to meet at least Justin and Trey because I know um, Jake lives in West Virginia from what I can tell. And so it may be kind of hard pressed to meet him, just like it'd be, it's hard pressed for you to come up to Cincinnati, right, right? You know, so, but at least I'll get to meet a couple of them. So I get the get the actual face to face interaction. We can discuss some, you know, some things there, and maybe even, I, you know, what? Maybe we could actually do something while we're all together. Yeah, because they're also looking at going five times a week. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm like, hey man, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, you'll it it's um this can be thought of as like a, a, a second job at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things that I just want to go ahead and bring up, and this may not be the most comfortable of subjects for some listeners. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> if anybody is ever planning on hitting us up to come on the show, we do have some criteria and we actually do let our guests know about this criteria beforehand. So this is really not a surprise for anybody. One, this is, you know, family friendly. That's actually listed, I know, on the, the Twitter. We are family friendly. We do not discuss politics. We do not discuss religion because those can actually lead to some conflicts that are hard to return from. Yes. And, you know, if anybody ever wants to know about mine and Joel and political or religious beliefs, I mean, we're, we're open to it. We're just not on the show. Right. You know, um, and some things Will and I agree on, some things we definitely don't agree on. Right. You know, like even our microphone colors. Mine's blinking red. <laughs> Mine's blinking red. His bring is blinking blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever caught that or not. I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, we know we know the inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but as far as other things, we will not have arguing. Nope. On the show, uh, that between, uh, we won't have people arguing with us. We won't have any, if we have more than one guest, we will not have any guests arguing. And there is a difference between a debate, a disagreement, or in some cases, like one of our upcoming shows, which we've already mentioned, we're pretty sure they are going to be having some nice spirited words at each other 
but it, it's because they are promoting their match and they're going to let the other one know what they're going to do to them. Exactly. That's a difference. We will not tolerate people being disrespectful to anybody on the show. We also will not tolerate them being disrespectful to anybody on our social media. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who comes on the show is going to have some kind of reason to be on the show that is related to the topic at hand. And because we've actually had two people on the show who are actually not affiliated with wrestling whatsoever. However, there was a connection to what we were talking about because we had uh, Chris Ahonen, mm -hmm. also known as Big Fat on yep. TikTok. Uh, now he's Big Fat something else because his account got disabled, unfortunately. Did it really? Yeah. Uh, I knew I hadn't seen it. I knew I had. Yep. I used to um, see his stuff in my TikTok feed and I knew I hadn't seen it in a while. You know what? I'll tell you, he actually, um, he set up a new account. Let me go and look and tell you what the new, it, it, it's actually real close to the, uh, the old name. Um, uh, and I am on my, let's see, I'm on the wrong account. Let me go. Underscore big fat underscore 2.0. Okay. So it's the same thing. Just add 2.0. Okay. And he, instead of a million and a half followers, he only has 86 and a half thousand followers mm. <coughs> only. Yeah. But at, but at one point, uh, big fat, or as Joanna and I know him as Chris, we've known him as mm -hmm. Chris since high school. Uh, he had over a million and a half followers on uh, TikTok. So, I mean, by, I guess a loose definition, you could call him, you know, social media uh, king or social media. Yeah. 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 I mean, TikTok giant, I think is what I refer to him as, <clears throat> but Chris is a wrestling fan. And so when we were talking about social media and how it pertains to wrestling, he was able to give very good insight and keep it on topic. It wasn't just about him. Right. Right. And, you know, those who know Chris know, I mean, Chris can, you know, he could talk about himself all day long. Because Chris, I mean, he's been in a band. He was a lead singer in a band. Yeah. You know, he does this. So, I mean, um, but so he's kind of earned the right, but he kept it on topic and we were, you know, and, and it was a really good, good show. Um, the other person was our friend from high school uh, named Alan Thomas. Alan came on because 30 years ago, he and I watched Survivor Series 1991. The one element missing that day was Dwaylon. Right. We had a chance to do a watch along the three of us to kind of make up for that. And, you know, so that's why Alan was actually related to the topic at hand because I had suggested to Dwayne, I was like, Hey, it's going to be the 30 year, 30 year anniversary of Hogan get beat by the undertaker, do a watch along. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yes, because we're always throwing ideas like this at each other. And then it hit me. I was like, you know, I said, Alan and I watched it the first time live. I said, you want to see if Alan wants to come on the show and Joel wants to go for it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. I mean, one of our best friends. So um, we got him on and it, it was another great episode, but those are the only two people we've had on the, the show as guests who were not actually affiliated with wrestling, whether it be another podcaster, whether it be an actual wrestler, whether it be a manager, a referee, a retired wrestler. Um, I'm actually in contact now with someone who was a longtime announcer who was involved with quite a few people and he knows quite a few wrestlers as well. And it was actually someone my sister put me in contact with. 
and I'm hoping, you know, hopefully I can get him on the show at some point. I know he's also, well, he's retired, but I know he also stays busy. Yeah. You know, so, um, and, you know, so that's a lot of things, you know, we just want to have that, throw that out there. You, we must have a connection to whatever it is we're talking about. Um, and we have fun, but we take this very seriously at the same time, you know, because Dwayne and I, I mean, we do put a lot of work into it. But sometimes it may seem like we're goofing around, but I mean, what we do, we, we actually research our topics. Sometimes we may not have as much time as what we would like. Right. Something happens um, that if something happens that doesn't give us the, uh, I guess the, you, you, you put this, you figure out how really valuable time is when you're trying to get this going and you're trying to get, get your actual job going and you're also doing stuff with family yeah and absolutely you know so we do take that serious enough that we don't ever ever want to put out a bad episode there was actually one episode that i completely scrapped because and that that was more of a a more of a technical issue issue. yeah yeah um because every time i i spoke i wouldn't get a response from joyland for like five seconds and the same thing he would speak he wouldn't get a response from me and then it sounded like we were talking over each other. And then when I listened to it, it was really, it was just horrible. And mm-hmm. since then we've both taken care of it. Cause I think it was, it was, there was connection issues on both of our ends. Yeah. <laughs> and so it took care of that. And so now we have not had that issue. Uh, occasionally we may have a little bit of a lag, but not like that day. That day was bad. Oh, uh, that was, that was terrible. It's like, we couldn't, we just couldn't get it going. I don't... Yeah. And it also didn't help that, that the, I still remember the, the subject was the second night of the draft and we were trying to do it live as yeah. it was happening. Yeah. And that was something else. The premise, we thought it'd be a good idea on paper. It looked good in reality. It wasn't. <laughs> and so, <laughs> So if anybody's wanting to do like a live watch along, yeah, don't look at us to do that. Right. You know, we'll leave that to cult, cultaholic and, you know, and what culture wrestling, all them, they do really good at that. Yeah. Go for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are definitely going to stay out of our lane, out of your lane when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we respect anybody that who is taking their time to spend with us because we know like when we put the feelers out, Hey, do you want to do an interview? There's been sometimes we've got no response. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say who the names are, but because um, then actually there's been it's because it's been more than one. Uh, some of them are local. Some of them are definitely not local. You know, some of them are, you know, pretty big names. And we heard crickets. And yeah. OK, you know, I'm not going to chase up somebody. <laughs> Move on. The ones who do um, say yes to come on the show, we are very very grateful and so we respect them taking their time to come spend with us when you know they could they're also taking time away from their families um or in some cases just they may be by themselves but they may have other plans and they decided they want to come spend with us right and we've actually at the point people have actually approached us wanting to be on the show you know and so we definitely hey oh absolutely but we also expect the same respect out of them you know, um, we are not going to insult anybody on our, on our program. Uh, we 
obviously we try to have fun. Uh, some of the interviews we've had, it we had some nice, eh, it, it depending on if the person was kind of in character. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular had us absolutely rolling from the time we hit record. Yeah. And, you know, even when he was like throwing insults ish at us. Yeah. It, we knew it was part of right. the character because he was also one of the same people that told us how grateful he was that we had him on the show. Yep. And, and so that is one of the things we vet anytime somebody wants to come on, we vet even before we actually ask anybody. And if we, have a feeling you know kind of have an instinct that somebody is going to be a problem whether it be insulting or whether it be kind of talking above where they should be i guess is about the best way to put it because like i told Jalen before the show i spent 20 years in the military and if somebody who got discharged when they were still in basic training tries to come and tell me you know, act like they know more about the military than I do. I'm not going to be happy. No, I'm going to let them know. Yeah. You can't, you can't argue with someone about a job that they do all the time and that you've never done. Exactly. That's just, that's just (laughs) disrespectful and just makes no sense. It's just, you know, it shows shows a fragile ego is what it shows yeah and if one of us are ever wrong you know um tell me i'm wrong tell me why you think i'm wrong and sometimes i go you know what you're correct i was wrong Mm -hmm. you know joel and i we've we've told each other you know hey dude yeah you know not necessarily about wrestling but other stuff like hey mm -hmm." and you know uh joelan's called me out of some stuff i've called joelan out we're still friends yep you know we have we had, Dwayne and I have never had an actual argument. No. If that makes sense. Because, uh, cause I think our maturity level is the, the exact same, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think it's um, both. I'd say <laughs> that's a, there's a double edged sword there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's one of the things I just want to put out there about if anyone does want to be a guest on our show, uh, those rules apply to everybody. It does not matter who they are. Uh, this could be the Vince McMahon himself wants to come on the show because if you had to say who are some of the most, if you want to say important people or high visibility yeah. people, they want to come to the show. Guess what? The same rules apply to them. Absolutely. Nobody is above the rules that we have set for this show. Yep. And so far, everybody we've had on the show, we have not had any issues. Yeah, not everybody a get, yeah. Everybody gets it. I mean, we, um, you know, I think the the most insulting thing we've ever had, and even that was done in fun, was Joe Pro James referring to Warlock as having a 40-pound butter-covered biscuit. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, you could tell that was in fun. Now, he didn't yeah. say, you know, he didn't say something like, well, he's fat, so I don't like him. Right. That's insulting. Yeah. You know, there's, there's poking fun with, and then there's actual insulting. And <clears throat> um, if we do something to be insulting... You know, then that's it. I mean, there is no discussion, it, it, no further discussion. No. Period. You know, so that's why we, uh, even if we don't really particularly care for a wrestler, we don't go out of our way to insult the, the wrestlers or the personalities because we've made it, we've not really made it a secret. We really don't care for how certain wrestlers are allowed to 
wrestle four times a year ish. Yeah. You know, but that's just, that is our opinion. We don't say, well, he's a piece of crap because of that. No, we just, yeah. Say, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think any of these guys are terrible people. If somebody's going to offer me a ton of money to work four times a year, I'm absolutely going to take their money. Yeah. It is a smart business move. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so it may be a little bit of, you know, professional jealousy if you want to yeah. like that, but, but I mean, we just say, we don't think that's right. How one person's being allowed to do that. Right. You know, um, now, unless you're talking about like Buck Zumhoff, yeah, he's a horrible person. And that's why yeah. he's in jail. That's why he's in jail the rest of his life. You don't, if you don't know who we're talking about, look him up, but be prepared. Cause you took, we're talking about somebody who's an absolute scumbag. Yeah. He is a horrible human being. Yeah, there's another one too that I can't think of the name that I'll yeah, some I think it's somebody from Canada, but I'll have to look it up and we'll let you know. But I do believe we've come to the end because and as I mentioned to you before the show, we actually start recording a little bit early because my daughter actually needs to come into my office to use it because she is going to be part of a live stream to dealing with the karate kid. And the premiere, you know, of course, Cobra Kai starts tomorrow. Yes. And yep. somebody kind my of my daughter connect- my- my da- oldest daughter watches that. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. We're probably going to be binging it all day. <laughs> uh, but she's uh, the guy who invited her to be part of this live stream. He's actually somehow connected with um, the Karate Kid franchise, I guess, oh, because, okay. because he's already watched. He's already watched it, Cobra Kai, season four. Cool. So that tells you. I mean, yeah, he's got connections. Oh he, yeah. He invited my daughter because of a review she did to be part of this live stream and he, and he may be going to her and asking her questions and having okay. her actually talk about stuff. So, uh, so I was like, all right, we will make sure we are done. Yeah. And, and that starts at about 10 minutes. So that means that hearing about, you know, less than a minute, we will be actually out of here. So, yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> why well, just when the, when the rare exemption say, all right, dude, I will see you next year. You know, uh, see, I got correct on this one. I went to go pick up Mexican food earlier. Uh, very friend, I said, is it Feliz Cumpleaños? And she said, no. She said, Feliz Años Nuevo. Yes, yes. Yes. Mr. Faulkner may be proud of me for that. <laughs> not proud that I didn't get it right the first time. But, right. But Mr. Faulkner, I don't know if you're still with us or not, but hey, Feliz Años Nuevo, and God bless. God bless.